Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or as Windswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes can be found at my website at windswepknits.com. Well, hello and welcome to episode 56. Today is Friday, January 4th, 2019. I'm recording this a little bit late. Normally, I record on Thursday. Today is Friday. And that's become because we just got home from my uh, in-laws and my parents' house on Wednesday. So yesterday, I was definitely not ready to record. But life has calmed down a little bit. We've got some schedules sort of kind of re-adhered to. And we're trying to get back in the swing of things. So here we go. Segments this week include FOs, whips, Knitting Fail, Life and Stuff, Out and About, and On the Run. First up, FOs. I've got two this week, actually, which I was not expecting. I finished the first of the, what I'm calling the Unchristmas socks. These are a pair of socks from my friend Mora. I'm knitting them up in Kobasi, which is a cotton, bamboo, silk, and nylon blend that is super stretchy and breathes beautifully, even on sweaty feet. The toes, cuffs, and heels are a blue-gray variegated blend called wave caps and the foot and leg are in a gray named seattle sky i also finished thing two's hat i finished it last night and he has not stopped wearing it since i put it on his head this morning this is knit up in valley yards southwick the um, brim the folded brim is a sort of pale sea green color almost i guess you could say and that's a contrast ribbed brim And then the purple crown is the yarn that he picked out at uh, the Black Pearl yarn shop down in Bermuda. Uh, I did not use any specific pattern. I kind of made it up as I went, knitting it to his head size so that it can grow with him. But I actually really like the way it came out. And I'm thinking of making myself one. And maybe I'll release it as a pattern later on. Not sure about that yet. Whips. I have the second sock started for my UnChristmas sock. I finished the toe, and I have started the foot. Still got a ways to go, but I'm hoping to get it done soon. I put a few rows on the boxy sweater by Hohilo Catelli. I think I'm about three inches in now, give or take. I'm knitting this up using bamboo lace weight from Spinaway Farms that I picked up in Rhinebeck about two years ago. And this is a variegated yarn. It's hand-dyed yarn. It goes from its sort of cool blue tones going from nearly white to nearly navy. And I've also been working on my Changing Staircases shawl. This is in a 50-50 cotton bamboo blend from Great Adirondack Yarn. And I believe the colorway is called Hydrangea. It's um, blues and turquoises and purples, and it's really pretty. This is the yarn that I bought at Rhinebeck when I accidentally left my knitting at home that morning. Which brings me to Knitting Fail. I brought the Changing Staircases shawl with us to some theme parks this past week. We were in Florida visiting both sets of grandparents, and we went to Legoland for a couple days. And the shawl fit nicely into my purse. And um, I was already knitting it on wooden needles. And when I I go into places like a theme park, I prefer to have a project with wooden needles. It kind of freaks the security guards out a little bit less, if you know what I mean. Especially the younger ones who aren't used to actually seeing knitting projects and I was knitting them in some very dark theme park lines which worked out well until I realized that in the middle of a stockinette section at one point I had accidentally added a yarn over that definitely did not 
belong there. <sighs> at that point, by the time I realized it, I was already halfway through the next lace section. And you know what? I'm not going to go back and fix it. I did not drop down. It's fine. Later on, when I finish the shawl, I might take, you know, a couple inches of, of yarn and then try to tighten it up and make it a little bit less obvious. But, you know, whatever. It's good enough. It'll be fine. Life and stuff. So I've got a big birthday coming up in a little bit over a year. And I was wondering if I should do one of those goal things, you know. My, my case, it would be a, you know, 40 things to do before you turn 40. I'm roughly basing this on Gretchen Rubin's happiness project and her 18 and 2018 that she um, did on her podcast. Um, also, I've been listening to Boston Jen for several years, and she's followed along and done some of Gretchen Rubin's stuff, and she's been really happy with how it's worked out. I'm still not 100% sure I'm going to do this, but the things I'm toying around with are complete a 5K, complete a 10K, complete a half marathon, increase muscle mass, swim one mile in one day, release six knitting patterns, that would be six separate items, submit to more knitting magazines, improve either my Spanish or my Russian, or learn Arabic. I know folks here in town who speak all three of those, so I'd actually have somebody to practice with, which would be marvelous. I was wondering if any of you folks have ever done any kind of these happiness projects or, you know, things to do before a major milestone. I would love to hear what you did, what did and did not work. Were you trying to be practical? Were you trying to be aspirational? Um, let me know how it worked out for you and what you thought were the best things and what you thought were the worst things. I could definitely use some feedback before I decide if I'm going to do this and if I'm going to make my list. So out and about, as I said, uh, just about 48 hours ago now, we returned from Florida. We went down there on Christmas Eve night. We landed very late. I think we landed in Orlando around 9.30. We finally got to my parents' house around 11 p.m. And boy, did it take the kids a while to fall asleep. So all the grown-ups had a late night that night. Um, we got up the next morning, did your normal Christmas stuff, and then we bought ourselves actually we bought the whole family um legoland passes and we got the passes that work both in florida as well as up here at our local legoland in boston which is an indoor park it's not the outdoor fancy thing that they have done in florida but it, it, it's still a lot of fun so we have until next i think christmas day to go to legoland in boston as often as we want and we actually went to legoland three different days while we were down in florida we went christmas afternoon and then a couple days later, we went for the fireworks one night. My little guy wasn't feeling too well, so he stayed home with Pepper. And my mom and my husband and I took my older son. We got the fireworks. And the next day, little guy was feeling fine again. So we all went to the park, and we went there and tried to get some of those big early morning rides and those crazy long lines. Even Legoland has crazy lines, though. It's not quite as bad as Disney. Um, the longest line we were in was 70 minutes, and that was an anomaly. The next longest line I think we did was probably 45, whereas Disney, some things were running at two and three hours for one ride. So the lines are a lot shorter at Legoland, thankfully. Um, the one downside to Legoland in Florida is they're not super efficient. They're just not used to dealing with the crowd. So when it comes to things like loading and unloading, it's a very slow process on every ride. And weird things like it'll be six o'clock and a restaurant will shut down like right at supper time. Just, you know. The, the, I don't get it. It's just really weirdly planned, but it's a fun park, 
The kids loved it. It's perfect, I would say, for the 5 to 10-year-old set, but there's definitely stuff to do for the 2 to 12-year-olds. Once they start hitting those teenage years, I'm not sure it would be quite as fun anymore, but we definitely enjoyed it, and my kids loved it. And after spending time with my parents, we headed up to the in-laws. Uh, they have horses there, so we went horseback riding in their place every day and swimming. And then my older son got a little bit sick, so we just basically hung around their house for several days and had a grand little time. And then uh, we had a really early flight on January 2nd. So on the, the evening of the 1st, we checked into a hotel just, you know, just up the road from the airport and then got up at the crack of dawn and took the shuttle to the airport and flew home and we all had a wonderful time. We flew home and it was really cold. <laughs> Welcome back to Boston, folks. <laughs> For on the run. So I haven't done any running since my last recording, but we have done lots of walking and that includes a hike we did in Florida at the Disney Wilderness Preserve, which I'm guessing most of you have never heard of. And that is a nature preserve down in, I believe it's Kissimmee, or just south of Kissimmee. And the preserve was created back when um, Disney World was being formed and the Orlando Airport was being expanded. They were filling in some wetlands for both of those projects. So what they did was they bought some land that was uh, cow farms. And over the years, they've restored it to what a, 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 a Florida wilderness area would look like without the interference of mankind. And it's a really nice area. There's lots of wildlife. There's some fun nature trails. You can walk down to the lake, though I don't think I'd want to swim in that lake. Just I think there's gators in there. But it's a really lovely property. We had fun. It had been uh, damp recently, so we were tracking animal footprints in the mud, and the kids had a wonderful time. Definitely recommend visiting there. It's all free, and it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, also, I have kept up my swimming down in Florida. I didn't necessarily go do laps per se, but if we were in the pool without another group, I would just do some laps back and forth across the pool, and then my in-laws have their own pool, so I just did a whole bunch of laps while the kids were swimming around and splashing and stuff like that. So I kept that up, and then this morning, I swam a quarter mile for the first time ever. It wasn't pretty, and it was slow, and I definitely had to stop and catch my breath at least a couple times. <laughs> but I did it, and I'm really exciting, excited. So um, I'm debating whether I want to add a sprint triathlon to my list of things to do next year. I've always been interested in doing a triathlon, and I know that the swimming was my weakest lake by far. So if I can already do a quarter mile awkwardly now by next summer, I should be able to do a quarter mile easily. Even I know I know open water swims are completely different than pool swims, but if you give six months, you know it'll be hard not to improve over six months. So I am considering it. So if I remember correctly. A sprint triathlon is a quarter mile swim, so roughly 500 yards ish, and then a 5K run. I forget how long the bike ride is. It's not long. It's like 10 miles or something. It's a short, eight and a half miles. It's a short bike ride. So it's something that you know a real average person with kids and life obligations and stuff can do. So we'll see. I uh, I've been tempted for quite a while now to do a, a small triathlon. Now this might be finally the nudge I need. And one other thing, I have signed up for the challenge at my local YMCA to swim 100 miles in 2019. I'm not sure if I'll actually make it, because like I said, today was the first time I even hit a quarter mile. 
But if I can do a quarter mile a couple times a week and keep getting stronger and slowly, you know, a little better each week, I, I might be able to just do it. So fingers crossed. But that uh, that's definitely one of my fit, fitness goals. So swim 100 miles, complete a 5K, complete a 10K, complete a half marathon. I think those are going to be my fitness goals for this year. Notice I'm not saying running. I have been bitten in the butt too many times by my knee who is just really cranky with me. I'm not quite sure why. So I am going to start with walking and try to get back into shape and then add running on top of it. Um, walking is actually a really good cardio exercise, obviously not as good as running, but if you can't run walking at a brisk pace, I'm not talking a 20 minute mile here. I'm talking like 16 minute mile, 15, 14, even a 13 minute mile. So a good fast walk is actually a really good exercise for you. Now I'm not pooing a 20 minute mile. If that's where you are, good for you. You keep going, you keep pushing yourself, and you're doing awesome. I just know for me that um, when I'm doing, when I'm walking, I can do, uh, when I'm in shape, I can do a you know, 15, 14, even 13 minute mile on a race day. So that's kind of what I am aiming for. And then once my legs are stronger and the, the helper muscles around my cranky knee are a little bit stronger, add the running portion back in. So we'll see, but. That's uh, sort of where life is headed for now. I'm going to wrap up the show here. I hope you all have a very happy and healthy new year. And keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye. <laughs>